RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Okay, it's Thursday morning. You know what uh, we do on Thursdays? Of course, we do uh, Perigo's Perspective. We've had Lindsay already. And we have Money Talks with Faz and Arani to join the Money Dots. Very popular feature here at RCR. Farzan is back with me. Hi, Farzan. How are you this week? Yes, I'm very well. Thanks, Paul. Good okay, morning to so the listeners as well, as well. That's great to hear. So first of all, people do like to get in contact. Farzan, what is the best way they can reach you? Let's um, let's uh, talk about that right up front. Yeah, sure. Just jump on my website, successsimplified.life, and scroll down to the bottom of the page, and you can flick me a quick email with uh, your inquiry or your concerns. Cool. All right. And we'll remind you of that uh, point of contact at the end of our chat as well. Okay. I think the last thing you mentioned before we ended last week's chat was a sell-off, I think by the major banks, of their life insurance um, portfolios or businesses. And uh, that's interesting timing because we know there are excess deaths here in this country. Um, and not to mention disabilities, but certainly excess deaths, they're not going down and no one's talking about it, but you can bet the insurance companies notice it because that is their business to assess risk. So that uh, risk profile must have changed in their eyes. There's been a sell-off by the banks of their insurance operations. Do you think the timing is relevant? Yes, it absolutely is. In fact, um, the reason I mentioned that was also because it's it's funny timing how all of this happens. And that's why we, what we do on the show is connect the dots for people so they can put two and two together. It just recently that the Reserve Bank of New Zealand, for the first time in its history, has done a stress test on the life insurance industry in New Zealand. I'll just leave it at, I wonder why they did that. So now well, let's come back. What sort of stress did they test for, though? Well, it's it's so let's just say what I've highlighted already is most of our banks around 2018, 2019, all of them sold their life insurance businesses to the bigger life insurance global businesses. And they said it's only because we're trying to simplify a business. Now, that could be very true because they got off, rid of all insurance uh, businesses. So they keep saying that so we can focus on our banking, which is our core. Uh, but let's say all let's say we, we we could sometimes say, hey, did they know something that we didn't know to sell of the life insurance businesses? But let's not go, go down that rabbit hole. I'll let people think that one through. But now since they've sold off all their life insurance businesses, they've unloaded or offloaded a big liability of their books onto the life insurance business books. So the Reserve Bank of New Zealand, why this year, and for the first time ever in its history, so the Reserve Bank might know something, or as you said, there's excess mobility and people are being injured and there's claims and all that kind of stuff. So maybe that's made them take notice, but none of our media is talking about this. So they talk about the five life insurance that they would like to thank, uh, AIA, Astron Life, Chubb Life, Fidelity Life, and Partners Life that participated in the stress test. And these are the exact same five companies that bought life insurance businesses off the banks. Now, so mind wait on, banks, can we say then, just joining dots, that, that were they stress tested in advance of, uh, of them picking up those uh, former bank businesses or after? Do we know? After. It's after. This year was the first time it was done. Okay. The report, you can jump on the Reserve Bank of New Zealand's website 
I would say some people could also just just put in your email address and subscribe. So every time the Reserve Bank does something, you'll get an update as well. So if you want to know what's happening in New Zealand, not a bad idea. But this report, uh, the, it, it's called Outcomes of Our First Life Insurance Industry Stress Test, and it's dated as of the 8th of August, 2023. So it's literally just launched. Um, now, the stress test, I would like people to, I, it's not funny, it's not funny, but if you know what is happening and where they're trying to take us, all of this just connects. And that's why I say it's connecting the docs or money talks. It's all the same. So I just want to look at one of the bullet points. Is the fourth bullet point in this uh, executive summary. It says the stress test scenario comprised an economic shock and an insurance shock. The economic shock consisted of worsening economic conditions with high inflation and rising interest rates. So we know that that's an economic shock. The insurance shock combined long COVID, a new pandemic, and higher mortality and morbidity rates. Oh, so there's an economic shock with high inflation and rising interest rates, which, which we've we been have. talking, which we have been, and we have been talking about this all along. Mm -hmm. And the reason that has an impact, also, as I said, when rising, when interest rates are rising, I've already told people that. Most of these insurance companies have government bonds and securities on their balance sheet. So when the rising interest rates go up, their book, the value of their book goes down, which is where they liquidate those assets and pay out insurance claims. You've got to understand how an insurance business works. So that's from an economic perspective. But the insurance shock has three things, right? Long COVID, which we know, obviously, they call it long COVID, but we know why people are falling sick and dying and all that. But they've clearly also said a new pandemic and higher mortality and mobility rates. So if there's a new pandemic and more people died, that would be a shock to the insurance company because they'd have to start paying out life insurance policy. Now well, it's well, one of the tells there, sorry to interrupt, but one of the, the distinct tells there is when they say new pandemic. Because up till a few years ago, no one ever talked of new pandemics and there's been every opportunity for pandemics Every year since anyone was ever alive, Adam was a boy, let's say. So this is recent talk. So there's an assumption in their language that that's going to happen, when historically that is not the case. Yeah, exactly. 100 years, you know, minimum. And we're talking another pandemic within a year and a half of the last one. What the hell are they going on about? It's possible, Paul, because they changed the definition of pandemic, remember? Oh, okay. pandemic is that, was yes. Is that, is that why? The what does it mean now? Remind me. The definition. Well, well, supposedly a pandemic was there was supposed to be lots and lots of deaths, and it had to be all around the world and all of that stuff, right? And when this one happened, uh, when people weren't paying attention during the news cycle, when they were just showing us hospital beds all the time, the WHO changed the definition of pandemic. So they can just define what a pandemic is. And it could be just 100 people died in one corner of the world. And they could say, oh, it's a pandemic because it's everywhere. Well, the common cold could be a common pandemic. Common cold could be a pandemic. Exactly. Exactly. So we know what, well, some people know. Well, well in that case, not. if they're not so serious, what's that got to do with a stress test of life insurance companies? There's no well, stress in that. No, there isn't. But what if they shut us down again? Okay, what because the, the two time? things are, are relevant, aren't they? Because they're related to each other. First of all, high interest, economic shock, um, um, deteriorating economic conditions, and all the other stuff. Well, it looks like we're about to have 
all of those again, right? Well, <laughs> if for the first time Were in the history, if they've done a stress test, it tells you they're anticipating something, right? Or as I said, remember, it's all about perception. They're like, look, we had done this. We had told you that this is the scenario. But I want, after I finish those two, that I mentioned the economic shock and the insurance shock, that same little bullet point says both shocks included ratings downgrades to reinsurers to the New Zealand market. So they will be, well, according to the stress test, they were downgraded, just as a country like America was downgraded, or Fitch downgraded the American regional banks last week. And then the last paragraph says, the scenario covered three years from 2023 to 2025, it is hypothetical, this is the last sentence, it is hypothetical and does not represent the Reserve Bank's most likely case. Well, why are they doing it then? If I was a betting man, I'd say, well, if I was a betting man, I'd say, watch this space. Well, how can they say that when we have basically half of those set of conditions already and now in the news cycle we're anticipating the other half? So right. how I, hypothetical yeah, is I that? Think, I think in the next... I don't know, in the next month, we might have some news coming out. I've, I've just read something this morning when America, they're already talking about wearing masks in a certain university and they're asking people to, um, well, there's some videos flying around where there might be another lockdown or pandemic coming. Certainly um, some new um, um, vaccines, so-called, for the latest strains. So they're going to be... Yeah, the CDC is talking too. about, oh, this is just going to become an annual event, right? So again, I've highlighted to people, look at share prices of Pfizer and Moderna. They obviously may want to make this an annual thing, just like the flu shot. So the the new director of the CDC, because the old one had to go as they replace heads, as you have realized by now, um, she's come out and said, yes, uh, we have to test this and this and that. And now this might become an annual cycle. So... It'll just become, it is the common flu. If I, if my perspective from all the science papers I've read, uh, that COVID is nothing more than a little bit of a, a common flu. Uh, with a flu And you're sick even when you're there. not sick. That's the other thing with that. Well, you're sick all the time, supposedly, according to them, right? But um, this is one of the universities where they've, uh, Morris Brown College, as of August 20th, has just brought back uh, uh, mask wearing. Uh, and they've also said no um large gatherings isolation and quarantine yourself and contract tracing so as we've talked about cbdc contract tracing this is again a reason maybe we shut down the world or certain countries at least this is this has happened in america as i said but i know in canada they're talking about a new strain uh everywhere so what's well, this it's reached australia <clears throat> it's reached australia i saw reported so um that's not far away from you know where no, no, of course not. So this is this is what I have uh, clearly said. If you know what's coming, uh, just be prepared, please, because uh, at least this time we know what happens when they shut us down or they say there's a pandemic. And again, what's a pandemic? Because a few people got COVID here and there. When the past years we've had flu, they didn't shut down the whole world. So now they're going to use the same rubbish every now and then, try and shut down the world. As I said, their monetary system is collapsing. They have to collapse the system. Um, maybe Russia wasn't biting back on the war and they couldn't take that a bit further. Well, but again, I wouldn't say that. Happening. Yeah, yes, it's not dusted, but again, the media is talking, oh, maybe Ukraine should just stop this. And so so the media, the New York Post itself has said, maybe this will end and, you know, Ukraine just needs to give up. So maybe they're saying that that, that avenue is going nowhere. Now, why, why would though those big companies buy those businesses? Either they can absorb anything, any stress that comes, or they didn't realize what was coming down the track 
or it doesn't matter to them? Um, either, either or, either or. Um, let's say you wouldn't necessarily say that the international life insurance companies was were, were dumber than the New Zealand banks. So if they did not know, how do the New Zealand banks know? So I'm not saying the New Zealand banks purposely sold or, or they knew that there was a pandemic coming, so they sold the life insurance well, They must have businesses. felt that they had to step away from it because it wasn't core, but they've been running those businesses ever since I can remember. They have been, and, and that been is again for years, decades. Yes, yes, because there was uh, there was something again where I think the Reserve Bank of New Zealand had said that uh, the life insurance businesses were not very ethical in New Zealand, and they had a list of I can't remember again. Don't quote me on this number, but about seventy different items that they had to uh, clean up because they were paying sales insurance bonuses and all of that to sales staff, just like it used to be in banking. So obviously the banks would have thought, okay, now this is not going to be that profitable. Uh, let's spin it off. So most banks then decided to spin off their life insurance, wealth insurance. You've seen recently wealth insurance business has also been sold off. Right. So banks can say they're focusing only on their core, which is banking. So maybe they sold it because of that. And maybe the life insurance companies around the world gobbled it up because it's diversified risk and they most of them came in. And But what makes you think, what, what I'm just asking people to think through is, how come in the space of a year and a half before the pandemic, all the four or five banks in New Zealand sold off their businesses? I think Kiwi Bank was the last one in November 21 to announce it. So did the Australian-owned banks know something that the New Zealand uh, and why all of them? I don't know. All of them. That's my whole point, right? If one you know, of them wanted to sell it or well, two of them, them wanted to sell it. Well, well as, as I said, let people just think through. It could be that or it could be, as I said, because the Reserve Bank was going to come in with making it harder for them to do uh, what they call unethical practices and all that kind of stuff and clean up their act. So they just thought our compliance costs might be a little bit too high. So let's just sell off this business and move on and just focus on our banking. Maybe that's why they did it. But I also want people to think through when an international insurance business buys it now again i'm not going into a conspiracy thing but again let's say for example i i don't know why during the pandemic i read a certain document and i don't know if this is true maybe you can interview somebody who's in the insurance industry in new zealand but i would seen a document somewhere from i don't know southern cross or was it medibank in australia or something like that where there was a paragraph in there saying uh, sorry this person's sick and died but you they died we think because they took a COVID vaccine which is an experimental thing so they don't have to pay out a life insurance policy oh, yeah. i think that was happening in one of the european countries right? yeah i think i saw something like that in france as well yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so don't know how true that is though but maybe life insurance companies bought this business so let's say i'm a big life insurance business and i bought it off bnz or anz or whatever now I know there's a pandemic coming. They might be given experimental vaccines. So I've bought the business. I've taken the premiums, but I never have to pay them out because they took experimental vaccines. Yeah, and you can you say, see how sorry. I can profit now. Sorry. Yeah, we exactly. sympathize, but. Yeah. So either they win because they don't have to pay out a lot of life insurance policies because of that stated clause. That's an experimental vaccine. You weren't forced to take it, even though we know they were forced to take it to keep their jobs. Wow. So you it's an experimental thing that you took. It's just like you take drugs and you die. They're not yeah, you're on your own, insurance. basically. So you're on your own, right? Yeah. So either they won through that or they were stupid enough and they paid it out and now they have to pay out all these life insurance policies and maybe they lost from it. We don't know because, again, we are not part of these bigger uh, life insurance companies. But Westpac sold theirs to Fidelity. BNZ Life sold theirs to Partners Life in December 20. ANZ sold theirs off to Cigna. Uh, ASB sold theirs off to AIA. 
and Kiwi Insurance was the last one that sold theirs off to NIB NZ. And I think Suncrop Group is now in talks of trying to sell theirs. Um, but there's, again, different topics in Australia, Suncrop and New Zealand Suncrop being said, no, we never said that and all that kind of stuff. So just think through, I'm just making, as I catch up on all these global headlines, I'm just letting our listeners know what is really happening. No, that's, a, that's, that's really useful. Timing then, is everything. And and we have clearly said, so they are talking about another pandemic or shutting down and this and that. So people need to be prepared. Hey, you've got a month, month and a half, two months to now plan what's coming if it eventuates. Well, what people should be planning is to say, there's no way I'll comply. Sorry. Well, I hope so. But You're going to have to arrest me, take me off the street. I'm just not going to do it. Jump exactly. in the lake. But that's a critical thinking, listeners, that we have, right? Most of the people are just tuning in after Unless, a long period. If you're not doing that at this stage, you, you kind of deserve what you get, I reckon. All right. That's just me. I know it's brutal, but, you know, how many no, it times? Is. It know? is. It is. Some people just bury their heads in the sand as well when they go, no, 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 this time it won't happen. But, again, we know the sheep comply. And, again, this is where the CBDC and all of that links in. If there's a CBDC and they say you have to do this, then what are you going to do? But uh, small businesses. I go and this- steal the food. Well, I mean, I'd have I'd had every have every right to do that. I think. Yeah, yeah, and you know? and just while we're talking about this lockout thing, uh, <laughs> when they locked us up last time and they said sit at home and the government will just pay you money, think through what happens. If you know what happened two, two and a half, three years back, now start thinking about what happens and how this could play out. Uh, this time on a bigger scale, because people will preempt, and this time people actually know what's going to happen. So globally, even the citizens will start acting. But there was something I read the other day, which was that New Zealanders uh, uh, lost the massive amount of wealth. It was the highest wealth per adult. New Zealand recorded history. New Zealand was the second biggest drop. Really? In 2022. Yeah. Well, and so, on, on the face of the earth, kind of second biggest. Out of 60 countries. Wow. Okay. Out well, how much did we lose? Um, it says about, well, it doesn't say how much did we lose, but it, it just says the total New Zealand wealth estimated as of right now is US 1.4 trillion. The reason there was that drop from 2021 to 2022, and this is what I want people to think through, because in 2021, the New Zealand dollar went up against the US dollar and rapid rise in house prices. So people felt richer in 2021, and then there was a massive drop, and this was the first drop since GFC, but the highest wealth drop for per adult in New Zealand, and was the second highest drop. So now just think through another pandemic or whatever, sickness or death or war or whatever. Uh, What happens? Because we've seen this little uh, play or this movie, You've seen the trailer before. Mm -hmm. Um, Now think through what could happen, right? So again, no personal advice. Just think through. As I said, some people feel free to get in touch if you want to and want to be a bit better prepared. But hopefully this madness ends at some stage, mate, for people like you and I who just go, come on, we're already telling people this. Shake out of it. Yeah, yeah. Shake out of it, exactly. The sheep just need to stop being sheep because the whole point is they're leading all of us down the slaughterhouse. And the whole thing, I'm just being honest, mate, is when this was okay when you were locked up and the government was paying you money, but when the government collapses or the government debt collapses and they go after everyone's money, that is when people will wake up. It's but a shocker. Some of them, it'll be too late. Okay, well, at the same time as all that is happening, I noticed that uh, dairy payments are down, leaving a lot of dairy farmers, maybe even the majority, in the red on their 
uh, per kilo of milk solids price that they're getting through Fonterra. And it looks like um, prices might even soften more. So that's another layer of of problem there, right there. Huh? Yeah, of course. That is one of our biggest exports. And we explained a couple of weeks back, I think, that as the price keeps dropping down, farmers will get squeezed and some of them are actually going to shut down because the price of their sales are going to be less than the cost of production, especially with the uh, government putting on uh, more stupid policies in place and, and with their debt. charging them more. And, well, not all of them might have debt, but let's say most of them might have debt, right? Yeah. Uh, even if it's working capital debt or something along those lines, because most of these farms would have overdrafts and stuff in place. So the whole point is the cost of capital has gone up. You've gone from 2 or 3% up to 8%. It's not sustainable, especially if you're you're going backwards just to produce it. So sometimes, as I explained again, is businesses just go with shutting down. And especially, let's say if there's another lockdown, um, who knows what happens, what businesses go, what businesses don't. But this is also affected because China is slowing down. China has a massive, massive slowdown. In fact, as I mentioned out there, uh, people aren't even being allowed to talk or use the word deflation. Yeah. Um, so most, the two of the biggest builders have um, gone under. We knew last year about Evergrande and Country Guard now, which is the biggest one, uh, is saying they might be defaulting on bonds. Uh, the country is in trouble. Youth unemployment rate is, I think, at 22 or 23%. Uh, this is how revolutions start, mate. It doesn't matter what country you're in. But when the youth feel like they're useless to society and they can't make money, that's when they rise up. We yeah. saw that in France as well, right? Got a problem. But the thing is, too, back here, with that um, that significant fall, or if a, we have a prolonged fall in the dairy price payout, that velocity of money, again, is affected, isn't it? Yes, of course. And um, it, it, it's funny because now China's – because we had placed our bets on China um, – uh, growing and the middle the the middle income families out there were growing right uh, and that is why the dairy uh, I think it's not just dairy but it's also lamb prices have dropped tremendously uh, because of what's happening in China and I read something where the New Zealand government there's about 20 or 25 ministers who are heading off to India this week or next week okay, uh, to yeah. try and sign up some kind of agreement. They've been pushed back uh, prior because India's dairy industry is quite guarded and uh, for certain religious and other reasons. But they're going to try again to try and show up something with India because India is the, well, the fastest growing, they're saying. And uh, China's population is aging. India's population is still in the younger bra bracket, so it's more demographics and stuff like that. So they're heading off. There's a contingent of ministers heading off uh, to India. Uh, again, as I said, this week or next week, I think they're yeah. trying to sign up some kind of stuff. And they're saying it might be slow, but we might be able to tap into that market. Well, do, do any of those ministers know anything about business? They're all student activists, teachers, and um, and humanities graduates. So what do they know about business, really? Well, they don't, man. This is the funny thing, right? Wouldn't it? This is this is sometimes when I think through a problem and like I'm a New Zealand citizen who's lived in India, can speak three Indian languages. Wouldn't it be nice for someone like me who understands the global macroeconomic environment to work for some of these guys to tap on people like me on our shoulders and say, help us here because you can speak these languages and this and that, you understand the macroeconomic environment. You've got 20 years of banking history. You understand foreign exchanges. Let us really do this rather than just show them that we're trying to do something, right? This is all show, mate. You go there, try and make a deal. 
But that or, is it. Or make the start of trying to make a deal and hammer the table and, and go hard, right? But do you think someone like me would even get invited? Because I'm telling people all the truth, right? So I'm a naughty boy because I'm telling you how the system works. You are a naughty boy, Fazi. Naughty boy. But um, just, just, just talking about that right now, when you said something, um, I just want people to think this week alone, there is uh, on the 22nd, 23rd and 24th, there's a BRICS summit happening. Uh, in South Africa at the moment, which is Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. This is the other block which is now challenging the G7 countries, so to speak. Um, but, but G7 and G20 countries have controlled the world uh, uh, economy, so to speak. The BRICS uh, now control 31% of the global economy, and the G7 control about 30% of the global economy. So you oh, can so see they're, that they're bigger than... They're bigger G7. than the G7s already. They have about 73% of the global population, first of all. Um, Russia and China are the two world's biggest gold producers. Russia is at least one of the biggest oil producers in the world. The other two biggest ones are America and Saudi. And Saudi Arabia has already said we want to join uh, BRICS as well. So they're talking about BRICS might become a double S and there's a BRICS plus. There's about 67 countries that have been invited to this. And I think 19 have expressed interest in joining already. But Saudi Arabia is the linchpin, which is on this one, where Saudi Arabia, because of you know, the second biggest, uh, well, the biggest oil producer, but if they join and then Russia and uh, Saudi Arabia are the biggest oil producers around in the world, they'd be bigger than OPEC. So you can control the prices of oil. And as you can imagine, without oil and diesel and all these things, the world economy stops. Most people think, well, at least the Western countries think the world runs on their freshly printed paper currency. The world runs on energy. Ask anyone to switch off their electricity for two days and let's see how long they survive. So yeah, all this work agenda rubbish that they're playing around the world, you can print as many billions and millions of dollars you want but if you don't have energy, you can't survive. You, you can't perishes. cook with it. You can't. Well, I suppose you could burn it under a under. A, you can burn wood. You yeah. can burn wood. But again, how many you have of to burn a lot of dollar notes? Yeah. To, it, yeah, it, it, it's funny. This whole global warming, climate change rubbish has gone so far. Um, I, I read an article this morning. Uh, Fourteen cities in the U.S. And this is not, not now people can start thinking about this because we talked about central bank digital currency and how they'll control us with this woke agenda. Now, let's say if there's a pandemic coming, what could happen next and all that stuff. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, but there's this thing called C40 Cities Climate Leadership Group, which is uh, kind of funded by Michael Bloomberg, who was a mayor, I think, in New York City or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, and also from the Bloomberg you know, financial reporting. Um, that is right. That media is organization. Right. Yeah, very wealthy man. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just, just, just think this through what they're saying, right? 14 major American cities are part of a globalist climate organization known as the C40 Cities Climate Leadership Group, which has an ambitious target by the year 2030. Here we go. Zero kgs of meat consumption, zero kgs of dairy consumption, three new clothing items per person per year. Three. Three new clothing items yes. per person right. per year. Does that include underwear? Well, who knows, mate. <laughs> so this is the funny part. Zero private vehicles owned. And this is the funny part. One short haul return flight, less than 1,500 kilometers every three years per person. Every three years? Three years. Right. And a short haul flight. So you can kiss international travel goodbye. 
And only so you're, not, you're not going anywhere. Yeah, oh. and if husband and wife fly to fly together, that's done for three years. But a husband can fly now, and the wife can fly the next year. It is ridiculous, but. Think about the cities. Now it says nearly 100 cities across the world make up this organization. Okay. And its American members include Austin, Boston, Chicago, Houston, Los Angeles, Miami, New Orleans, New York City, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Portland, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., and Seattle. The Big reason cities. I read through those cities, yeah. yeah, exactly. But there's also red and blue states. There is Miami in there. There is Austin from Texas in there. So now start thinking about it is not just the red or the blue. Maybe the red states will pull away, but this is the this is the funny thing. Michael Bloomberg, his flight records show that Bloomberg's private jets took more than seventeen hundred trips and emitted at least ten thousand metric tons of CO two from August twenty sixteen to August twenty twenty. Okay, that four point six metric tons of carbon dioxide in one year that he gets to emit, but his organization that's funded tells us citizens that we can't own a car. You will eat no meat. You will have no dairy. You'll get three pieces of clothing a year, and you'll be only allowed a local flight. Well, my this. Well, well that's because he's special. This is it. Right? You don't really, understand how special he is. <laughs> yeah. So they really give a damn about climate change, or do they just want us serfs to not travel and they can travel the world? feudalistic system that they're trying to create on that topic on that topic there's like i i I just love these stuff because one as i said it's connecting the dots and the money talks right this is how when the cbdc comes in and i'm I'm telling people as i said i thought something would happen before the end of this year because i told you when you see certain things happening behind the markets you know they have to create some kind of event by next year, the CBDCs might be here uh, by mid next year, uh, at least before the US election, which I also mentioned. But do most people know that um, the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, on April 10th of this year had announced their own central bank digital currency called Unicoin? Okay. Yep. That's the International Monetary Fund. But uh, I don't know if most people would have heard of WorldCoin. So this is the most dystopian thing that we've been talking about and all that kind of stuff. When we have our Samsung and Apple phones, some people willingly give their fingerprints and their facial recognition, all of that. We also talked about Australia and New Zealand borders saying, hey, who needs a passport? We'll just do facial recognition. But there's this thing called WorldCoin, which was announced just last month in July 2023. So... There's a guy called Sam Altman who started OpenAI and the. Um, yep, um, we've heard of Sam Altman. Yeah, yep, I think yep. he's sort of he's gone a bit dark on on AI now. He's uh, he's having second thoughts, isn't he? More has been. No, no. Well, no. This is the oh, funny thing, okay. right? So he's he he is the one who's doing the AI, and what he's created is this thing called Worldcoin, which was launched July just last month. And there's 2 million people around the world who have already lined up. Now, now listen to this. There's a video out there. There's these shiny metallic orbs put in some of the major cities like Tokyo and Los Angeles and all that kind of stuff. People willingly go there and scan their irises into these orbs, scan their irises, and they get given a world ID and a digital currency, which is the world coin, which is worth about 60 US dollars. So they're thinking money. And they're thinking, what's the big deal? We'll so just so they, they get a world coin for doing this. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that's the incentive to get in. That is the incentive to get some money because they're saying uh, some people are like, oh, it's going to happen anyways eventually, so we might as well. Some people just think, as I said, it's all going to be about convenience and technology or it's so easy and everything's going to be easy. Because remember, we said it's all about scam and fraudsters and how they're going to say they're going to save us from stuff. 
The World Economic Forum had already said that the next could be a cyber pandemic, if people remember, right? And that would be worse than the COVID pandemic. So maybe they create a cyber pandemic, and then they say uh, some scamsters took down the system, and now we need everyone to log in with their irises for digital IDs, which is a world ID, so we know who's who, because... Remember when you log into an email or something on a website, also they have these captcha things, tell us you're a human and not a... Uh, yep, I'm not a robot. Yep. I'm not a robot. So that was, I think, Sam Altman's technology initially, how he kind of got famous as well. I'm not sure, don't quote me on that again, but that is the technology, right? So they're saying now all these scams are increasing around the world and even banks tell us that, oh, don't click on this link or don't click on that link. Now what they'll say is we just want to make sure that every person logging onto the internet is a human. So you have to scan your irises. But this has already begun in major cities around the world. And they give you a world digital ID and you get a world coin. Well, it's all in the name. It's all in the branding, isn't it? World exactly. coin, mm-hmm. world digital ID. Mm-hmm. You know, um, sorry, but isn't that what we're all worried about? Exactly. Exactly. Though, None of this uh, is fairy tale stuff. This is all real. This is already happening around the world. Do you think, though, he's working in conjunction with uh, some other body, or is that his initiative? No, no, of course. Of course. How do you think some of these people will become famous? Global they've leaders. Got, Remember backing, the word right? global leaders? Yeah. Of course. Backing. yeah of course yeah. they do. They're, 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 the global leaders have suddenly become prime ministers and stuff around the world. How did that happen? Yeah, why does it, why is anyone interested in a couple of New Zealanders? <laughs> this is this is it. I mean, you know, from the bottom of the Hicksville, bottom of the world. Okay, so um, well, that's all great stuff to think about. Is there anything else that we need to cover before we wind it up for this week's chat? Um, well, there's there's so much because again, I would just tell people watch out for this space CVDC coming 2024 big events coming between now and mid next year big events i, I mean big in uh caps lock mm-hmm. um so watch out please be prepared and stuff like that mate is all i can say uh think through rationally what you can do best um yeah gone are the days if people think interest rates are coming down and all of that yeah we could talk about interest rates just quickly as well so the reserve bank we've seen the new zealand dollar drop uh quite a lot and it's been quite a big drop um but when i talked about that wealth reduction also that is because the new zealand dollar has gone back down so have house prices gone down so think if this trend continues where is your personal portfolio sitting if you were invested in five houses and that was your retirement alone are you diversified enough or are you putting yourself uh too much out on the risk curve um and yeah just Tighten down the hatches, reduce your debt, and all that kind of stuff, mate. Is what um, I see yesterday. Um, ANZ, I think it was ANZ, announced uh, hiking their home loan rate, but that was after the Reserve Bank kept the OCR in place. They didn't rise it, but still the bank has uh, increased. Pretty sure it's ANZ. It's one of the main main banks. Yes, 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 and they um, followed. I think one of the other banks. Um, again, as I said, most people would just think that because the Reserve Bank of New Zealand increases rates, that it has an impact on um, our bank rates. I think I've explained a couple of times that the banks borrow short and lend long. They borrow on two five-year terms and they lend you over 30 years, right? Um, So obviously, they have to go back into the market and borrow. The last two times, the Reserve Bank of New Zealand hasn't increased the official cash rate. 
but our yields have still already gone up. So when I say yields, when I when I keep telling you, some people think it's because the Reserve Bank or the Federal Reserve in America is increasing rates, the rates are going up. Again, there's a very niche, when I say very niche, there might be about 20 people around the world who talk about this. And anyone who knows who Jeff Snyder is, look out his website, it's called Euro Dollar University. Most people don't even know there's more US dollars outside the US than in the US. Again, I won't go into that little rabbit hole right now. But most people think that it's because the Federal Reserve is increasing interest rates, or the Reserve Bank is in increasing interest rates, the rates are going up. No, no, no. The bond market dictates the stuff that happens, not the Reserve Bank. So the Reserve Bank is only increasing rates after the fact. So the New Zealand government bond yield is already going up regardless of the interest rates going up and uh, being raised by the Reserve Bank of New Zealand, as I mentioned. When people see that the Reserve Bank, well, when people see that the New Zealand economy might be faltering, as we've seen in dairy and meat prices, the New Zealand dollar is also going down. People want more compensation to lend the New Zealand government money. So if you're going to buy New Zealand government bonds, you want a higher interest rate. And these rates will keep going up and up and up as the New Zealand dollar goes down or our exports keep going down. So you've got to start thinking this is not as simple as just saying one thing goes up and the other goes up. There's about five, six, seven different moving factors in all these things as well. So yes, it's because the rates are going up, the, the government bond yields are going up. It has nothing to do with what the Reserve Bank is doing. The Reserve Bank increases the interest rate after the fact of what's happening in the real markets. But again, I didn't want, I've never mentioned this on my radio thing because this is kind of insider information in a way yep. where the bright minds know what really happens, but the reserve banks make it look like, oh, because we increase interest rates, interest rates are going up. That's not how it happens. So obviously ANZ has to increase not only the home loan rates, but they increase their term deposit rates as well. And this is something I've again explained in the past, why the US banks went bust, because they had government bonds on their balance sheet. And when interest rates start going up, so regardless of the Federal Reserve, or regardless of the Reserve Bank of New Zealand, when the bond market is asking for higher rates, the price of bonds goes down, which then affects the balance sheet of the banks because they're holding these government bonds as liquidity measures on their balance sheet. They get liquidity through deposits, customer deposits, which is our money. So they have to increase the deposit rate. That's why I think ANZ took their term deposit, 18-month term deposit rate to 6%. Because they have to compensate people so they don't take their money elsewhere. Uh, right. Otherwise, gotcha. their balance sheet deteriorates more and more. And remember, yeah. there's only 10% of this, and they lend out 90%. So as more interest yeah. rates go up, all banks' balance sheets will deteriorate more. Now, we've spoken about insurance companies today. Their balance sheets deteriorate more because the bond prices are dropping on their balance sheet, throw in higher interest rates. That's what the Reserve Bank was saying in their stress test. Remember, High inflation and higher interest rates, which means their bonds are going down, their liquidity is going down, and throw in another shock, which is the second pandemic or long COVID. Yeah. Okay, it's, so it's fun times. I don't want to depress people. It's not depressing. Oh, I well, it's good, it's, to, not depressing it's good to because know. some some people say, "Hey, when I have a friend of mine overseas in India, and he said, "Ah, oh, shit, has the world burned down yet?" Because he thinks. Everything I say is kind of so depressing. I'm like, mate, if I if I told you there's a, I'm I'm going to throw a punch at you. Wouldn't you rather know that there's a punch coming your way so you could duck out of the way rather than me just punch you in the face? And he's like, yeah, of course. But so I'm like, what's different? I'm trying to tell you what's coming so you can protect yourself and your family and people you love. I'm not trying to scare anyone because it's going to happen regardless. So don't bury your head in the sand. 
try and protect your family. Don't think I'm just talking rubbish because I've got a client from, I've got an email from a client this week who had heard my uh, webinars and on the radio. And he said, Fazan, you have great credibility in my eyes because what you said about a year, year and a half back has all come true. Well, we're I'm big boys and girls. We should be able to ha handle it. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, before we go, just remind us again of how people can get in touch, Farzan, through your um, website and the email address that goes. Yeah, with. sure. So just uh, successsimplified.life, just um, click on the link. Uh, it says get in touch with us. So just uh, write in a little paragraph about yourself if you'd like to, and then I'll flick you back an email. I generally don't make phone calls uh, directly to clients, so don't expect a phone call unless I say I'm going to call you. Uh, so flick through an email, I'll get in touch with you. But as I said, there's a lot happening, and I already have uh, a few client calls here and there. Uh, so I've got to keep my sanity as well because repeating this yeah. same stuff might it kind of, yeah, goes crazy. But, hey, go, uh, I better know what's coming my way so I can be prepared rather than just uh, say, oh, I did not know this was coming. Mm. So Absolutely. Let's, let's leave it at that. Okay, well, we'll catch up again this time next Thursday. Thank you, Farzan Arani and Money Talks at RCR. We'll see you Thank next you. Thursday. Thanks, Paul. Pleasure. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.